Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. In this series, we're examining every single goddamn page of Alien Hunger, a quick start adventure for Vampire the Masquerade, to determine what is the dumbest thing on that page. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. If you'd like to play along at home, this is 1991's Alien Hunger, the official PDF release from White Wolf. Today we're discussing page 48 of Alien Hunger. I don't know how it's going to edit down, but yesterday's episode, at least on the recording side of things, uh, was quite long. I mean, in my defense, we did have to plumb the inexplicable mystery of how a nearly 300-year-old gangrel with one dot of self-control is pictured in the modern nights looking like an early 90s model in a Levi's ad and not like a Komodo dragon, which is what she should look like by now with all the frenzy she's had. It's a true mystery. I don't regret that we spent all the time that we did getting into it. But fortunately, the dumb thing on this page is much simpler, much easier to get your head around. In fact, in fact, that's the problem. Coming off of uh, Rachel from last page, the the independent gangrel, we move on to some members of Prince Edward's court, namely the two enforcers who work with Duke, Earl and the Count. There's an illustration on this page that I think depicts them, but I'm not going to bother even putting it on Patreon because the character here who must be Earl is just kind of like tackling a guy or punching a guy. He just looks like a normal big white man. That's all I can say about him. And he is depicted fighting, which, as you will see, does not greatly add to the character established in these pages. For this, I want you to put yourself in the mindset of the storyteller, right? Earl is one of the vampires who killed Louis Pasteur, which is funny every time I say it to me. One of the monstrous villains who killed Louis Pasteur which set off, you know, the events of this whole adventure. And if you ever get in any kind of combat that involves Edward at all, like if you're going to try to break into the Broad Street, or if you kind of have like open conflict with Edward, such that the the city's vampires are sort of masked against you, like Edward sends his enforcers deliberately to attack you, rather than you just kind of getting opportunistically jumped by whatever vampires are around. Any situation like that, you're going to fight Earl on the count. So there's a, a high probability that as a storyteller, you're going to have to play this guy, Earl. He's a, he's a significant combat threat. One of the few characters described in this chapter, oddly, who is pretty much guaranteed to show up in actual play. How do you play Earl? Um, I'm going to give you all the information I have about that on the basis of the book, and you tell me how to play Earl, who this guy is. His physical stats are primary. Strength 5, dex 3, stamina 4, so he's tough and he's extremely strong. Charisma 3, manipulation 1, appearance 2. He's average-looking. Doesn't say much, not not a lot of manipulation, likable enough. His mental attributes are average, except for his wits, which is uh, quick thinking used for initiative, which is at three, slightly above average. Virtues of conscience, three, self-control, one, and courage, three, which means he is prone to frenzy, but basically these are unremarkable virtues. His talents include athletics, brawl, dodge, and intimidate. So he is athletic, he does fight, he is intimidating. So, so far we've established very strong, very big, athletic, fights, and he's scary. Uh, His skills are driving, firearms, and melee. So uh, once again, he does fight. I don't know if I mentioned that, but he does. He can kind of use a melee weapon. He can use a gun as well, various kinds of firearms, and he can drive a car. His one and only knowledge is police procedure, uh, which has no associated score. It just says police procedure. So I guess he was a cop or was familiar with cops at some point. His disciplines are fortitude and potence, which means he is uh, strong and tough. He has the backgrounds of herd and resources, which means he has a few people to feed on regularly. So he has 
moderate but locked down sources of money and blood, so we don't really need to worry about that. He's got a, a modest income, and he could just like go feed on people. He he knows and has their number when he needs to feed on them. So that's all. No no drama or interest there. He has a humanity of six, maybe slightly below average, but basically like normal humanity. A willpower of seven, pretty average for this book. An apparent age of 32. He was embraced in 1952. He's 11th generation, and he is of the Ventru clan, which is, of course, the clan of uh, ambitious leaders, politicians, power brokers, CEOs, etc., etc. His description is, quote, a large, heavyset man who looks like a bouncer. So he is big. That's another, let's put that down in the notebook. I, you know what? Actually looking at it, I see we already have that in the notebook. The notebook so far says, strong, tough, big, fights. That's what I have so far. And it says here he is, uh, he's big and he, he looks like a bouncer. So he looks like a guy who fights. Did I mention that he is intimidating also? That's, let's put that in the notebook too. He's intimidating. He looks like a bouncer, which is to say an intimidating man who fights. His demeanor is bravo, which means that he's kind of like, he comes off as a bully who likes to fight. But his nature is bravo, which means he actually is a bully who likes to fight. There's no character here. I mean, there is a character sheet here, but you didn't really need it. All you needed was like a, a dice pool for punching and biting, a dodge roll in case he gets shot at, and some health levels. That is all this character is. Earl the fighter. No personality, no backstory, no interest, nothing about him. A large, intimidating white man with no distinguishing features, who lives to fight, does fight, is strong, is big, and that is it. What a fucking waste. The dumbest thing on this page is, finally, we've arrived at a character who is going to actually be in this story and meet the player characters, and after all the fucking backstory we've gotten, I mean, we got somebody here who has a whole history of believing himself to be different famous musicians, we've got the story of meeting this teenage girl in Fort Collins, and bringing her into the band. And then there's this whole thing about her too, where she's like a thrill seeker. We've got the two Leslies who aren't really much of a character, each of them, but they have a lot of backstory, like where they were, when different things happened. We got Mina, Lucy, and Roger, all of whom have developed backstories that are almost guaranteed never to come up. And then here's Earl, who's going to almost definitely be in scenes with the characters. In fact, I, I think if you make peace with Edward, if you go to the Broad Street to like make peace with him, which is probably the most likely resolution to that part of the story, He's in that scene. So he's there and he is a absolute fucking vacuum, a blank void, combat statistics and nothing else. Listen, he comes right after Rachel, the independent vampire, who is tough and an elder and like a significant and interesting combat threat. Uh, it points out that because she has Protean 4, she can turn into a bat. So she's a great sort of hit and run combatant. Why not just give her Earl's job? Why not make her like she's an independent, but she's so tough has such unique abilities that Edward has a deal with her to, to sort of like contract with her as an enforcer when there's a combat threat in town that he needs to deal with. Then you can give a little more space and interest to Rachel, involve her in the story so that she's in scenes doing something with the characters other than just like jumping them one time when they're on their way to fish pants. And then you can ditch Earl, who truly is nothing but combat statistics in an oversized normal white man suit. And I'll tell you for free now, because we're not talking about him on the next page. The count is pretty much the same. He's the quick one instead of the strong one, but there is not a goddamn thing to him. Well, he's got an interesting nature and demeanor mix, but not interesting enough to spend even another minute on. What is interesting enough to spend multiple minutes on, although hopefully not as many minutes as the butt that does not quit, is the other character we find on next page. Join me next time for goddamn Columbo on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been Mega Dumbcast. 
New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Social media was never healthy and is now dying, so if you want to contact me, you can email me. I am megadumbcast at gmail.com. This season's theme song is Suck City by Black Math, whose work you can find at freemusicarchive.org slash music slash black underscore math. Dumbheads, I will catch you next time.